Hello, and welcome to Red Rock Relationships, a podcast about communication. Let's unpack the relationships that we encounter in our daily lives and learn about what makes them tick. And now your host for Red Rock Relationships, Dr. James B. Stein. A podcast about relationships. I'll have what she's having. And that (laughs) is a really, really, really terrible reference to when Harry met Sally. Um, And the reason... The reason that I needed to make a reference like that is because we are continuing our season on celebrity relationships and interpersonal communication theory specifically. Today, we're going to talk about the relationship that rocked the celebrity gossip world, oh, what, four, five months ago? And that is, of course, Harry Styles, Olivia Wilde, and Jason Sudeikis and the infamous salad dressing. Um to help me do that as a guest that we've had on the show before, uh, Dr. Lori Bednarchik. Lori, thank you so much for coming back on the pod. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. Always excited to be here and great to catch up with uh, with you, James. Now the Dr. Pl- James B. Stein. <laughs> well, look, listen, I've said this before. I don't like the fact that the last letter of my first name and the first letter of my last name are the same letter. So when you say my name without the B, it sounds like one name. It sounds like James Stein. You gotta put the B oh, in there. Yeah. Gotcha. For, for, okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, it's for the sake of diction. Anyway. Gotcha. Um, okay. Speaking of diction, uh, Harry and Olivia um, exchanged words, got into a relationship, and potentially we saw a little home wrecking going on, although potentially we didn't. I don't know. The updates about Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde have been bountiful. And so I think we're going to have to try and make some sense out of what's going on. Um, Before we get into anything too detailed, um, Lori, how do you feel about helping us kind of walk through the general timeline of what happened with these folks? Uh, Sure. Yeah, I can I can do my best for my, you know, us weekly reading. (laughs) (laughs) I am a celebrity uh, gossip aholic. I know that when I was doing my PhD, people always made fun of me for having us weekly around. It's not something that usually you see on, uh, you know, the coffee table at somebody who's doing their PhD's house, but, um, I quite love celebrity gossip. So I would love to do that. So, uh, let's start kind of at the beginning. Um, you know, Olivia Wilde, um, well actually, do you want me to start with like her and Jason and like kind of how, like where they broke up or you want me to start just with Harry? Well, I don't know. Whatever feels right. Okay, we'll just do like quick, like Olivia Jason, Olivia Jason, they both divorced other people got together in 2011, Mm. engaged 2013, two kids along the way. Um, And then in September, September 2020, I believe it was um, Harry Styles replaced Shia LaBeouf in the Don't Worry Darling movie that Olivia Wilde was directing. So that was kind of the first link between them two, obviously not romantic, but it was, she was very excited to have him in the movie. Um, and then it wasn't until, um, November, 2020 was when, uh, Olivia and Jason that the news at least came out that they were splitting. Um, and so that was just a month later after he was cast in the movie 
And then it wasn't until January of 2021, there's, you know, a article that came out where Olivia is holding hands with Harry at a wedding. So now everybody's like, oh my gosh, romance rumors are flying, of course. Um, you know, then there's all these conflicting reports about like, are Wild and Jason still together? Was there an actual breakup? Where is Harry coming into this? Um, that it was, then it was said that it was a publicity stunt because it's like, Hey, we want PR for Olivia's movie. So we're just doing this to get the attention and put that on the movie. Um, and then the following month, February, that's when Olivia and Harry are like, Hey, we're very happy together. And this is great. Um, and then kind of the relationship extended from there until, uh, last year, I believe November, right. 2022 was yep. when they, Call it quits. Right. And so, yeah, thank you. That was very concise because there's so much more uh, messy details uh, involving salad dressing and Jason's car <laughs> and the house cleaner. And there's so many people and so many different sources. And, you know, the theory that I wanted to pair with this discussion was interpersonal deception theory, not necessarily because there was a ton of like intentional lying that went on between like Olivia and Jason, but rather because like the spread of inaccurate information to me lined up with like the, the, the more basic elements when it comes to like the assumptions that interpersonal deception theory makes, uh, you know, about deception being intentional and how uh, about how it's like strategic in the way that humans use it in the way that uh, it's kind of like a normal accepted part of, uh, of human interaction. So uh, are you feeling uh, comfortable enough uh, to initiate a conversation where we kind of talk about how deception and IDT come into play in this love quote unquote triangle? Um, so I can kind of do like a, a super brief intro of like IDT and like kind of how we talk about deception within the interpersonal field. And then I will let you start with how we're going to unpack all of this using it. How does oh, that sound? I'm ha happy, happy to do that. Okay. Awesome. So, um, interpersonal deception theory of, obviously there's a ton of research out there on deception, but until IDT was created and I'm going to forget the year, I don't know if you want to jump in. Um, I believe it's the eighties, um, maybe early nineties. Yeah. Something along those lines. And before that we'd looked at deception predominantly either from the center's, the sender's point of view or the receiver's point of view. And IDT was like, Hey, this is actually an interpersonal process that two people are involved in. Um, and so it was starting to kind of look at this as an interpersonal communicative process, which is what we like to do as communication scholars. Right. And kind of the, the big things here when it comes to deception is that, and, and you mentioned it as well, is that deception occurs when the speaker or the sender transmits information. They do so knowingly, they do so intentionally, and they do so for the purpose of actually creating a false belief in the receiver. As opposed to so, like satire or like a joke. Exactly. Or I might say something and not know I'm lying, right? Like mm -hmm. I don't know the answer and I say something and somebody's like, you're lying and I don't know that I'm lying. So I wasn't intentionally trying to share false information. So those things are very important. So I have to know that I'm doing it. I want to intentionally um, deceive 
and create this false belief in the other person, which I think is is something we don't necessarily always think about when it comes to deception. Right. And so here, here's why, stick with me, here's why I liked that theory for this situationship. It, it's because, as you noted, there were so many conflicting pieces of information coming in. Were Harry and Olivia doing this to promote the movie? Um, when did uh, Olivia and, and Sudeikis officially split Right. It, you know, did the divorce mean that they were divorced forever? Were they still seeing each other? Had there been had they been separated long before the divorce? And I think that it's, you know, in the in the big picture, it's really not that much of anyone's business. But in terms of like us being a society where we consume all this celebrity drama, it is worth noting that the strategies uh, that Sudeikis, Styles, Wild, their publicist teams and the media all engage in often involve a lot of these like intentional deceptive tactics in this case to make people, you know, buy magazine subscriptions or, you know, get involved with the story or perhaps promote the movie. So that's the angle that I'm kind of coming from here. Um, and I know one of the things you wanted to talk about was like the nature of Harry and Olivia's relationship. Um, so I'd like to get into that a little bit. Um, can you talk to me about some of the things that their relationship is demarked by in terms of how they are perceived by the public? Sure. Well, first, I do want to correct you. So actually, Jason and Olivia never married. Really? They never. Yeah, they never married. They were engaged. And then they oh. separated in 2020. Oh, man. So, okay, so the, I didn't know that. I had naturally assumed yeah. that they were married. Interesting. No, never married. Engaged for, what was that, seven years. Wow. Never actually, yeah, never married. Two kids. And the papers that he served, the infamous papers he served mm. in public in front mm -hmm. of a live audience when mm -hmm. she was at CinemaCon, um, I believe were custody kinds of legal documents interesting but they were not divorce papers interesting so okay now that's so. exactly what i'm talking about when you see somebody when you see two people who we know are in a relationship and one is serving the other papers in public that is i go straight to divorce right and i think that that's mm -hmm. probably the goal there and so that's i, I you know yeah. just to circle back that's kind of where i see idt coming into play there but interesting yeah. interesting, interesting and so i, I yeah, and I think that, that that fact alone also really says a lot about like that overlap because it's people are like they separated and like when you're not married, you separate and you go your separate ways immediately. There's no legal documents, there's no um we have to be separated for a year and then mm -hmm. we sign the documents. We've decided we are no longer together. Bye-bye. And right. then I am free to do whatever I want, <laughs> whether that's the next day, the next week, week, the next month, the next year, whatever. So I think too, you know, like when there's that close overlap, I'm kind of like they broke up. Like how long is too mm. or how too how soon is too soon to start dating somebody else? Mm -hmm. But um I think that there were a lot of so I think the media really attacked this for a couple of reasons. I think that because Jason, I'm not going to say his last name because it's so hard. Jason is our beloved Ted Lasso, yes. right? And so I think that there was just this, this camp of like, whose side are you going to take? 
And because Ted Lasso is our beloved character at the moment, um, you know, his show's winning all of these awards. I think people tend to gravitate towards his side. Right. And then you have Olivia who, um, you know, uh, is kind of has this movie coming out. She hires a not real actor. I don't want to call him not really an actor because he has been in films where he is developing that talent, but sure. he is a singer. He was so not ready for a blockbuster film. I watched it. He was okay, but they could have found cool. numerous people. The only reason that Shia LaBeouf was taken out of that role uh, was because he had issues going on related to like abusive tendencies and behaviors yes. and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, this was like, I don't know. And that's why a lot of people were saying that she sandwiched him in there. She saw an opening and she took it. And so that's why a lot of people are saying like, well, they had been together and she found an excuse. And so again, these are how the rumors start. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think that, you know, there's that, you know, people are kind of like, well, he's not really an actor. Why is this such a big deal? You're so excited to have him. And then I think right away, people latched on to the to the age difference. I think people, um, especially when it's a older woman dating a younger man mm. and our beloved Harry Styles, because every woman, um, young lady, young girl is, you know, all about Harry Styles right now. He is our I mean, I loved him in One Direction. I love his solo career. I love his albums. I've never seen him live, but of course I'm like, oh, I love Harry Styles. Mm. And so I think, um, you know, and when we think about, you know, we can get into this later, but, you know, the age gap kind of narrative when we talk about women dating younger men, it's usually women who are the cruelest towards the women who are dating the younger man. Mm. So you have this Harry Styles who's so beloved by all these women and they're like, wait a second, you can't take our man from us. Hmm. Like, don't be that cougar who's taking our man and then, you know, flaunting all over the place. You have kids, like be a mom, yeah. um, be mature, uh, you know, grow up, all of these things that we hear uh, people saying about that. So I think just the media just latched on to so many things. And I think a lot of it had to do with who the individual people were in the situation and the roles that they have played, whether it's acting or singing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and especially true because I mean, you don't, you don't see, for example, Leonardo DiCaprio getting pushed back like that. You see, well, recently when he announced that he was dating a 19 year old, you saw like a wave of criticism and then everyone forgets about it. And, uh, you know, this yeah, one and dragged on for a while. Yeah. Well, and he becomes uh, a meme and a joke and right. it's funny, um, you know, but she I mean, her movie really suffered from this entire scandal. Oh, yeah. Um, scandal. I don't know if that's what we want to call it, but I think people were just so upset with the with the conflicting information that was coming out. Like, are they aren't they? Um, was the split between her and Jason amicable? It doesn't seem like it was considering all of these things that were coming out, which then leads people to believe that there was overlap there. Um, and so unfortunately, and again, I saw the movie too. I actually didn't even get through the whole thing. <laughs> I just didn't think it was very good. And so I kind of just like didn't end up finishing it. So, um, yeah, I don't know that that helps the hype. Yeah, I mean, look, the movie was all right. Don't get me wrong. Like I said, Harry was all right. The direction was all right. You know who was great in that movie, but who, I mean, she's always great. Florence Pugh. I mean, I, of course. I love Florence Pugh. And so interestingly, 
Florence Pugh is actually tangled up in this story a little bit because mm -hmm. Florence Pugh had some pretty critical words of Olivia Wilde. Um, I mean, if you really want to get in the weeds, uh, she didn't attend certain screenings. She was not photographed with the cast. You know, people talk about the spitting incident. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Uh, with yeah. Harry potentially spitting Harry on Chris Pine. Yeah, potentially spitting on Chris Pine. It. I don't know. The camera angle might have had a role to play with that. But I'm more interested in the Florence Pugh side because the rumors surrounding her absence from like the promotion of that movie range from everywhere from she just didn't think he was that good of an actor to they might have been dating before uh, the Olivia Wilde thing. And so, again, you talk about deception and there's so many rumors swirling around and like how many of them are intentional pieces of misinformation. I don't know. To, to, where do you see these rumors contributing to like the relationship, the success of the movie and just like our understanding of celebrity relationships in general? Yeah, I mean, I think the whole Florence thing. So I have not heard any of the rumors that they were dating. I got the sense, um, you know, I'm going to create my theories based on it. Like I think a, I think Florence's career is like just skyrocketing. Mm. And I think that she wanted to stay as far away from scandal as possible, but by trying to do that, she put more of a spotlight on herself. Funny how that works. Um, Exactly. And then I think that I do think there was some kind of like, okay, you're going to have me a serious actress, um, who's getting a lots of, you know, acclaim and you're going to put me like in an equal cast to Harry Styles. Like, I think that that might've been a little offensive to her. Um, I think too, like she just professionally, I mean, personally, I don't know how professional it is for a director to be involved with somebody that they are directing. I mean, if we look at, you know, teacher student relationships and things like that, it's like, there's an inherent power differential there, right? Where right. there's opportunities for Harry to get things that others don't get because of this relationship that he's in. So I think if I were Florence, I'd be like, you know, do you, but can you wait until this movie's out and done mm. so that we're, you know, that there isn't this conflict on set of, of what might be going on between you two. And so, I mean, when it comes back to deception, I mean, like, I guess the question is like, it was all of this that was coming out. Were they doing it knowingly and intentionally to deceive us? Right in order to get us riled up to go see the movie. Impossible to then, tell. Impossible to impossible tell. Impossible to tell. Impossible to tell. I mean, you have to think that these people have publicists. So obviously stories are being constructed. Mm -hmm. And whether they are, I guarantee that those stories are never the full truth. Oh, right? no, of course not. And they're pushing through a narrative that they want us to believe. So in a way... I mean, I, I guess the question is, they know that they are creating a false narrative or a not completely true narrative, and their intention is for us to believe it, so to deceive us, but are they intentionally in their mind, I don't know, is the intentionality there, I guess, is my question. Yeah, and, and not just the intentionality, but the intentionality to disseminate false information. Right. Yeah. Um, 
I think about it from like the perspective of Florence Pugh, like the big thing that I think of is I think she was just pissed that it seemed like the Harry casting was a cash grab. Oh, this will make people oh, want to yeah. go see it. This will make this will make young women and girls want to go see this movie. And like I think Florence Pugh is like, hold on, this is my ta- I'm Florence Pugh. This is my target audience. You don't think I'm enough to bring people in because I would say she is, and she was fantastic in that movie. Um, yeah. They, they, yeah. It was the movie itself was all right, and she was tremendous as she always is. So I. I, I don't want to say that it's ego because that makes it sound like it's a her problem, but I would be pissed too if I were a professional and you're bringing in somebody who is stooping the director, right? <laughs> and and also um, you talk about the power discrepancy, like, yeah, maybe Harry can get certain things that other, you know, uh, supporting actors and actresses, they can't get. And then also you've got the unique... Um, Safety net like Harry's career is not dependent on this movie if he flops. He's got a tour next month You know what I mean? And there are there are were people working right because don't forget like these actors. They're in a union Right they're, they're They're working. This is their job, right? And so I think and I'm speculating here, but I think she kind of looked at it like oh cool You're making a mockery of my profession um, And this is why nobody watches movies anymore. So yeah I'm, I'm personally, a lot of people were asking, oh, are you on team Harry? Are you on team Olivia? Are you on team <laughs> Jason? I'm on team Florence, right? And I think that, <laughs> I think that, no, I really do think that like her perspective is very overlooked in all this yeah. and that her grievances are largely justified. Well, and I mean, if you want to like pull in somebody else, I mean, I think Chris Pine really tried to separate himself from this movie as well when all this stuff was going on. So you have Chris Pine, an amazing actor. I love Chris Pine. He was great. And he, yeah. And I'm just like, you saw the like, I don't want to call them real versus like fake actors, but like the serious career trained professionals professional actors in these in these movies really pulling themselves away from that drama from the relationship and but i but at the end of the day i'm i'm asking myself i'm like would i have seen the movie if harry styles was not in it Mm. probably but the drama for sure made me anticipate the movie more, be excited as soon as I saw it on HBO and watch it right away. Right. I think that I would have I wouldn't have had that immediate. But then my my expectations, because there was all of this, oh gosh, the movie's coming out and it's so good and oh my gosh, and whatever they were saying, and then it I think my expectations were just totally violated. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, because when you use something like drama to talk about a, uh, you know, when you use celebrity relationship drama to fuel a conversation about a movie that is about a relationship, because that's what the movie was about, um, it better deliver. And it's not like I thought the movie was bad, uh, but there were some elements that, that could have been improved. Uh I also wouldn't, I, I mean, to be perfectly honest, I think that Harry Styles and Florence Pugh as a um, realistic, believable couple was not, that didn't, that didn't convince me. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I, mm. 
Yeah. Shia LaBeouf, Shia LaBeouf is, should not have been in that movie. He is, he has so much like awful, abusive sorts of things yeah. surrounding him. However, if we like strip that for a second and like think about him as an, I, I think that he would have been great in that role, just knowing him and his, his past and his, his sure. strengths. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, cause you know, the movie is about a man who can't handle his inferiority. Right. Um, and, I, and I do think that Harry in his real life is the antithesis of that identity. <laughs> yes. And so it would have what I'm trying to say is it would have re- it would have required a tremendous performance to step yes. up. The whole time I was watching that movie, I was very aware that I was watching Harry Styles. Yes. And that yes. that detracted Absolutely. from the experience. It's not necessarily his fault. But if he wants to be an actor, you know, play to your strengths. Yeah, I mean, I absolutely expected him to take off his shirt and have something glittery on underneath of it. I know, yeah. I wanted my Harry in a dress moment, and it never happened. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, on that note, Lori, thank you for helping us to unpack this absolute mess. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how much unpacking we did, but we tried. (laughs) Now, to those listening, if you feel like we didn't talk about people named Harry enough, don't worry, darling. We got another we got another one coming up. We're going to be talking about Harry and Megan with Dr. Laura Guerrero. I'm very excited for that one in a couple weeks, but until then, have a good weekend. Enjoy the time off. We'll see you soon. You've been listening to Red Rock Relationships, a podcast about communication. Thank you so much for giving us some of your time. If you'd like to be on the show or have questions for us, please send us an email to redrockrelationships at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Just search Red Rock Relationships. Thank you again. And remember, it all begins with good communication. This has been a production from a podcast studio.